Oh, I'm live. Oh, we're live. I might just also just, oh, no, we should be able to, we should be able to see people's comments on the side of the screen. So. Yes, I can see comments. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it should, it, it should all work. It should all. And um, let's get started. Oh, welcome to the first ever Fearless Singer private podcast i've been wanting to do this for eons and honestly what better way to start it off with interviewing you sally porteous my my now honestly my i feel like we're soulmates (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go there we're soulmates we're we're business besties we met each other only a short while ago a couple of months ago we we've been in similar business groups and we've messaged each other but we we met each other in real life at the tash corbin heart center business conference in noosa and we've just been just inseparable ever since (laughs) and uh sally uh has an incredible background well she is an events coach so she can coach you in putting in on your own in real life event show but Sally also has a phenomenal background in the music industry and, and this is how we it's it's amazing how many similarities, you know, we had Sally. It's it, we you know what? I always think that if, excuse me, but lovely lovely kooky people, we always seem to find each other. <laughs> and I I, so I hope that's okay. I'm projecting that yeah. on you. That's isn't how that I Malcolm, identify. That Malcolm Gladwell's outliers, isn't that his the weird ones? The we, the weirdos, um always converge yes that's it we always we we find each other and then you know and then outwardly when we create our communities and groups we all seem to yeah all of us we've got a facebook user saying good morning sally and mel i have a funny feeling that that's the beautiful ellie donovan um ellie just there is an option there just to um if you just give you've just got to give Streamyard permission to show who you are um there's like a little button there if you don't mind pressing that and that goes for anyone else who's um, listening who comes in live this morning. If you just click, um, give StreamYard permission to show your face, that way we can we can acknowledge you um, as to who you are. Um, yeah, that'd be really nice. So the reason why Sally is on is she's here to help us, to empower us to not just sit around and wait for opportunities. And don't you worry, I've been there for many years. That was yeah, me about five years ago going... <laughs> where's my gigs because I was so used to being asked to you know to play at certain things and then all of a sudden it stopped and and Sally's here to say well actually there's a real opportunity here to put on your very own show or your own event and it may seem quite daunting because it's such a big thing but actually there's just some very simple steps to take it's just a matter of taking those steps is that right Sally yes absolutely absolutely right um I think uh, we we tend to kind of it's almost like employee mode. You know, we wait to apply for jobs or we wait to apply for opportunities. And um, as I was digging through my archives last night, looking for you know some really cool things that we could give away, um, I found a blog that I had written, which is about five pages. So it's not really a blog; it's an essay. But um, I had I found this paper that I had written on how to book your own gigs 
And look, because it's kind of 15 years old, it's probably not relevant anymore. There may be some theory in there that's still good, but um, because it's so old, uh, you know, it doesn't incorporate social media or any of those things in it as well. But I, I simply went and researched 100 venues to who play live music and it took me about 15 minutes at the time. It may be different now, as I say, because, you know, times have changed. And But, but I do think more and more venues are putting pardon oh no sorry i just i'm going on to facebook to say hello oh. people can you please say okay, who you cool. are and then and so then i it's think um, it's just about being proactive and people are looking for people who are being proactive so um just deciding that you're the promoter it's it's your show it's your stage you decide where you play when you play and who you play to and for just go out and do it it's yeah. it's it's not difficult to do um we're going to share some resources with you at, at the end of this that will help you maybe tick off some checklists and stuff like that but um i, I really I, I do it i put events on it's scary um it's nerve-wracking uh you know you worry the whole time that no one's going to come but they do people show up and when they do it's even more grand it's even it's even greater because like they're there organically, like someone didn't pay a list or, you know, any of that kind of stuff They actually showed up to see you because they like you. And that's like mind blowing. It is. It always, it, it always blows my mind. I'm always so grateful who, who comes and I, and I've got this thing where I just, I think, okay, I'm just going to do like, I, I treat the, the promo for a show as like it's like you you're planting the seeds you know and i always start you know good ahead of time and then i also do a lot of in real life interaction like i just say oh hi by the way you know i've got this coming up because everyone always asks when's your next show when's your next show let us know people want to yes. know what you're doing yes. and it's never like real spammy like you know at all or um in any way like you have to come or manipulative or anything like that it's just like oh, oh by the way i'd love for you and then i just you have those conversations and then i always just kind of like let go and i just think well whoever comes comes and it'll be beautiful and even if there was just a handful i always think if even if it's just my mum and my brother <laughs> and you know my close <laughs> friends like that will be beautiful you know and even if it was just though, right yeah. what, what boy they get as this intimate audience it Absolutely. happened to me i ran a workshop 10 people were booked in for the workshop one person showed up and so i could have sat there and gone oh my god this is devastating only one person turned up but i didn't i went oh my god how lucky are you yeah one-on-one -on -one. but then like, it's just like a beautiful conversation like you're just having coffee with somebody you know so that's lovely yeah hey i just want to um remind everybody if you're watching please just give Streamyard permission um to show you who you are because we, we're getting some comments we've, we've got good morning sally and mel morning hi would love to know your names we just can't see you through our software so you just need to give it's just at the top of the post just give it just click yes and then we'll see your beautiful face um I, that's why i was trying to go in before to find who you were but i was trying to i was focusing on what sally was saying but um it would be really excellent if you could just do that um 
Yeah. So, and, and especially if you've got a question for Sally, because um, we're hoping that there's going to be questions. Sally, first things first, how did you get into the business of events? How did that happen for you? Okay. Did you study so, this? Did you study events? So let me, let me go. I just want to go back two steps. First of all, yeah. thank you for having me on the show. And um, like I said to you earlier, it's always nerve wracking, but look, you know, I'm going to stand on my own stage with you. So thank you so much. And yes, we met a couple of months ago and I completely agree with you. It's, you know, sometimes you just meet people and it's the right time. It's the right synergy. Everything's, you know, you just kind of meet at the same time and you're on the same path. And I, and I totally agree. I feel that's kind of where we are. Um, the second thing I would like to do is acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we meet Thank today, um, wherever you are, uh, past, present and emerging, um, and also acknowledge any traditional um, people who are with with us on our meeting today. So just wanted to do that as well. Um, in answer to your question, uh, study, 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 study. Well, I was not studious when I when I was at school. I wasn't studious and uh, was rather a rebel. And I just scraped through year ten. And um, prior to just scraping, scraping through year ten, I was expelled from one school, and I was expelled from the second school. But was allowed to finish year ten before I was told that I was not welcome to come back for years eleven and twelve. Um, I was quite rebellious. I'm the youngest of four, three elder brothers, uh, always looking for attention. So that, I'm guessing, is probably <laughs> where all that stuff came from. I have grown a lot since then, though, and I'm a much nicer person <laughs> and certainly don't waste people's time, energy or disrespect people anymore. Um, but, I, you know, I really was a perpetual learner. So um, I went straight from school into TAFE. I went and did administration courses at TAFE. Um, I attempted to go back to high school um, in Brisbane here, Cooperoo State High School used to do this nighttime, year 11 and 12. I tried to go back to high school. Uh, that didn't work out. I wasn't ready. Um, and it wasn't until I was uh, in my 40s when uh, I was in a boardroom, put forward an idea that was rejected. Uh, the basis of the rejection was some case study out of some university that someone had and me still being a rebel in my 40s um basically in my mind went f you i'll go and get my own mba and then my you know i'll be able to put my ideas forward and no one can reject it so off i trottled to do an mba with no senior no undergrad no nothing um and actually managed to get in <laughs> so this is where naivety is perfect right it's what you don't know doesn't matter. Just go forth and put one foot in front of the other and decide what you want and go for it. Because I didn't know, I didn't know anything about university whatsoever. I didn't know that you needed an undergraduate degree. I didn't know that you needed to have finished senior. Um, my application process was very arduous and long and complicated and I had to get support letters from stacks of people had to write essays about why I deserved this spot and I was I just thought it was normal it wasn't normal and I found out it wasn't normal in my first class when someone asked me what my undergrad was and I didn't even know that term I'd never heard of it I was like what's an undergrad so um 
but I got in, hey, and I went as far as a graduate certificate in management. So I went, you know, a long way. I did it for nearly two years. I just scraped through. I just passed. Um, but subsequent to that, and in answer to your question, Mel, I was working for a government authority and I had found my way into events, retrospectively realising I had always done events, but this was actually an events job. I was a sponsorship and events officer um, for a government authority. It was my job to promote this particular government product in the marketplace. Um, and there was a really, really big campaign that I worked on and that's when I kind of realised I got some accolades for the way I handled some of those events um, from fairly senior people. And I, it just dawned on me, oh, other people don't know how to do this. Um, is this a thing? Because I'd never had a career. I'd never chosen a career. I'd been a jack of all trades forever. Um, always proud of having 27 jobs by the time I was 27. Um, that was my catch cry. <laughs> so... So um, that's really when I kind of went, oh, maybe this is something like a label I can have, you know, and not feel so um, stupid's not the right word. But I, I did, I just felt like I was not, I was not a professional. I wasn't, I didn't have a career. Um, so that's when I delved into it and I went back to uni and I found an amazing master's in creative industries at QUT in Brisbane. Um, one of our gorgeous people on here at the moment, Ellie, her father was my very first lecturer in my very first unit. I think um, this blows my mind. Brisbane know, is right? just so small. I know. And yeah. Michael was instrumental in, um, like, that was my first. So it, when I did the business degree, I got fours, four and a halfs, which is just passing. Like, that's on the line for anyone who's not in Australian, uh, in Australia and um, doesn't know our system. But... Uh, a seven is a good mark, um, a four is a pass, so a four and a half is just scraping through. Um, when Michael gave me my first six, I got a six for his unit, um, and it was business development, so it was the thing I was doing all the time, and that was so exciting. So then I was addicted. I was totally addicted to good marks um, and subsequently got a 6.75 GPA, um, out of that so I did extremely well but because I loved it and because I really honed in on events and sponsorship is the other thing um, the two things that I really focused on so um, in answer to your question I did not study but eventually I kind of decided um, it might be something worth looking into and um, not to ramble on but the, the other reason I did the study is because I I had come out of the music industry. I was trying to keep my hand in it because anyone who's in music knows it's a drug. You really, you can't let it go. Mm. Um, you just want to be around it, working in it all the time. Now, it doesn't matter if it makes you no money. You you know, you've got to be in the thick of it. And I was trying to stay in it, but I was trying to make money as well. So I was running workshops for musicians. Um, I was creating project plans, tour plans, record launch plans, recording plans, uh, anything I could do to help. Uh, independent bands and musicians, um, you know, live their best life and do what it was that they wanted to do. Uh, but but my work wasn't landing, so they loved it. And um, everyone's like, oh, this is amazing, this is amazing. But no one actually did anything with my plans. I'd follow up and go, so how'd you go with that? Did you do the tour? Did you do the launch? Did you do the thing? Oh, no, I didn't get to it. And I realised then that 
I didn't, I wasn't using um, the right language and the right tools to meet the needs of that person's um, mind, I guess, and thought process. So that's when I kind of went, oh, I probably need to learn how to be an artist because I'm not an artist. I'm not mm. a performer. Um, it was very corporate speak. It was very project management focused. So um, that's that's when I kind of dove into that and went, well, I'm going to go and find something where I can go and study, hang out with artists. And that was the beauty of the Masters in Creative Industries is everyone was a performer, a musician, a visual artist, a sculptor, like a writer. It was divine. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And that's I then I, I thought if I can learn, if I can learn from those lecturers how they teach, I, I can take that information. And and that's where Michael was instrumental. Anyway, enough about Michael. Oh, look, I just think that's really beautiful and it's just um yeah, Ali's very special. So cool. of course she comes from very special parents and Parents, I just I yeah. love yeah I just love that it just takes that one person you know and I just wonder if what would have happened if you'd met a Michael as a teacher when you were young do you know what I mean it always just takes that well, one I person I don't think I would have been ready I don't know yeah. I don't think I would have been ready yeah. um no, I've, my, my father's a perpetual learner everything yeah. my father read mm -hmm. um everything he admired I now just consume exponentially yeah. Then I looked at it and went, what's that? What is that? I didn't mature until I was at least 35. Let me tell you. I was I was in my mid to late 30s before I went, oh, there's other people in the world. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we're, again, kindred spirits, mate. <laughs> exactly the same. Um, I just wanted to just tell you who's in, in the room at the moment. So we've got, um, so we've got the amazing um, Ali. And also, so Ali's going to be putting on her um, one woman show uh, and she's going to be calling it Blossoming Ella. So she's going to be doing uh, some Blossom Deary and Ella Fitzgerald, but she's also going to tell her story around that. So that's really exciting. Um, and we've also got the incredible Paula Hackney. So Paula is the front woman of a band called um, Melody Graves and the Hogan Redemption. Uh, she's also she's a fabulous jazz singer. So she does a lot of her own, you know, like sort of jazz standards but she also fronts um you know another band sort of based off that band so um paula is also in um the corporate world as well so it's interesting you two are kind of similar vibe you can speak both languages so she she can do the whole corporate speak and she's also got um a strong project management head as well um but you know she's she's always been in the music industry um since you know, as, as you know, I think in your twenties, Paula, she's yeah been performing and putting on events, that kind of thing. So I just think, yeah, we've got some kindred spirits in here already listening. Um, yeah, Paula, don't worry about the tech. Yeah. This is, um, this isn't the fearless singers members. I think all the, I call things fearless singers something and it gets a bit confusing <laughs> as to where the groups are. So I might have to be a little bit more discerning with uh, what I call different groups and things. So this is this is a private podcast for the fearless singers Facebook group, not the membership. Um, um, yeah. Ali said, Teleportius, you're gorgeous. My folks send their love and they're so thrilled to hear that we've made connection through Mel and Fearless. And she said, enough about Michael. <laughs> 
<laughs> As children oh, do. Stop talking yes. about my parents. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. Um, oh, this is so fabulous. I'm so happy this is all happening. Um, so, look, I just, I think that's amazing. I just, I love the fact that from day dot, Sally, it's always been about, it's been your way. You have, uh, you have a, you've, you've created a unique path for yourself, and I feel like mm -hmm. you've just really honoured who you are. And I, I can really sense, you know, That's I, I think really even nice just way of saying it. That's yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but honestly, I think you know, if if, if I had met you as a young person, as like putting my teacher head on as a classroom teacher, I would have thought, oh, come on, love this challenge. <laughs> you know, oh. I would have. I, 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 like I was a kind of the, the saint for the naughty kids. I, I just, yeah, they loved me and I loved them because yeah. they were, I loved them because I saw that they were the rebels. They were the rule breakers. They were going to challenge the status quo. And, and I really, um, you know, I helped them kind of develop that in, in a much more sort that. of positive way that was going to help them as well you know i just didn't want, them to, like didn't want to see them burn burn their bridges so i really helped them channel that into creative projects and yeah that's what that's the part that i miss about education but yeah then i wouldn't be able to do this um so anyway yeah. back to you and your incredible skills i just want to um highlight to everybody that you are offering a, a webinar a free webinar tomorrow is that right yeah. I yeah. am, yes. Talk, talk us yes. through, what, what, what can we expect in, in the webinar? So I've developed, again, out of, out of my own desire to, um, you know, we all have a million ideas in our head and um, I was kind of throwing stuff at the wall and hoping things stick uh, and eventually that got frustrating and no one could really understand what it was that I was trying to create. So I came up with a little 15-step um, process for myself to essentially evaluate the feasibility of an event, um, of an idea. And it's a really very, 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 very distilled down version of um, a much wider program that I have. But I've since taken that sort of 15-step Word document, you know, questionnaire, and put it into this really cool graphic, which essentially leads you through the idea generation process, helps you... Um, I guess, navigate your way through the purpose, the audience, the objectives, the outcome. That's kind of the first step of why am I doing, who am I doing it for, um, and that kind of process. Then we start to get into a bit of nitty-gritty into, well, what does the program look like? Um, where are we going to do it? What do we need? What does our audience need? So there's another section that's kind of all about the program and the audience. And then how we're going to get it out there, how much it might cost, um, we brainstorm a few things around risks and issues and any contracts we might need to have. And it's, it's, it sounds really complex, but it's a, it's a two-page document that um, essentially has one to two lines in each of the boxes, and there's 15 boxes. And you can take this information, and I promise you, it's like, it's, I don't like calling it an elevator pitch because it's, it's corporate speak, but it really is. You will be able to... When someone says to you, so what are you up to, Mel? And you've got this new project going on and someone says, what are you up to, Mel? And you can go, well, I really wanted to help people do this. Mm -hmm. So those people, I've created this thing and this is how it rolls out. The program looks like this. Ticket price is about this much. It's going to be starting in this date. We're going to put it on in this location. Um, I'm a little bit 
worried about these couple of things and I need some help here or some support here. But look, I really think it's going to be amazing. And the outcome people are going to get is this. Oh, I love Boom. that. I like, love that. Yes. And, I, right? and, I, and you know what? I love the fact that also too, it's a show, it's an event, but you're thinking in terms of audience outcome. So yeah. how am I serving? Who is this 100%. going to? Who is this going to benefit? And coming back to as singers, we we are providing a service, you know, and it's it's more than just us standing on the stage, doing this, you know. It's like, what are we? Yeah, what is what is the value? It connects the dots, what's the, right? What's the connection? Yeah, 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 yeah. It connects the dots. Um, and I've started kind of relating it. I, I need to probably start doing it for my social media because I keep looking at my social media going it's not like it's good and it's I like it and um, you know it gets a bit of engagement and what have you but it, it's not connected I feel like I'm just uh, you know speaking so I kind of need I feel like I need to do it like a campaign mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and use it. so you can actually use this process for any idea it's not just for events but the workshop tomorrow is um, very much focused on events so um, it runs for an hour and a half, 10 till uh, 10 till 11.30, and it's an ask me anything after that. I will be on for as long as you want. You can, If you're on there live, you can come and talk to me about what it is that you want to create, um, and I will answer any question that you have. Um, I will dig into my resources, which are wide and varied and vast and very deep, <laughs> um, and to help people just get their events launched because I really think if if... This, I want to go in this direction because if I can if I can engender more people to create greater audience experiences, we all benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're coming we're coming through a bit of a phase at the moment where there's some some operators out there that are great marketers and they're not delivering great products. Mm-hmm. You know, we're paying good money for a piece of real estate. Um, I had a bit of a rant on TikTok a while ago about the urban festival, suburban festival, and the fact that it's not a festival. Like a gin festival is not a festival. So I can't, you can't you can't charge me to come into a piece of real estate to sell mm. me something. Yeah, that's that's not a festival. No. There's no music happening. There's you know. Yeah. So, so I did go on a bit of a rant about that kind of thing. So I, it just fuels me even more to to go, no, come, can, can we just do greater things together? And um, I've done, I, I've never focused on any particular kind of event, which everyone will tell you is not the right thing to do, but um, I've just got so many uh, experiences and tools out there that I know it doesn't matter what you're doing, I've done it, and um, I can help you do yours as long as you're prepared to focus on the audience. That is the one thing I will continue to bring you back on track with. Uh, does the audience care about this? Oh, absolutely. By the way, I'm sorry, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just getting the link to your webinar to post into the Oh, comments. I was going to do that real quick. Yeah, I'm I doing can... that now. Just keep talking. Okay, because I've got it here if, if you want. Yeah, but, no, um... I've, got, I've got it now. It's all good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, so look, this journey started pre-COVID actually. Uh, I started creating... Um, event planning workshops um, in about 2018, um, late 2017, 2018. And it again, it came out of necessity. I was working in a venue. I was selling a big indoor sports venue and lots of community members would come to hire the venue from us. And um, 
really just missing so many critical elements that would make their event a success. And it, I just spent so much time working with community groups and helping them put their event plans together because so many of them just, most people just start in the middle and that's okay. Like every, everybody does it. Um, but, but there's, you know, there's 10 things you need to do before you pick where and when you're going to do it. Mm. Um, and then there's another 10 things after that, that you need to focus on too. So it's kind of come from uh, trying to help people um, do it in an, just take the chaos out. It's meant to be fun, right? Yeah. It's you need to have a really good time doing this. And I don't pass anyone these days, particularly with community events or, um, you know, anyone producing their own stuff or if they're on a committee who, who doesn't get to the end of it and go, I'm never doing that again. Mm. It's like having a baby. They will do it again because they'll forget how painful <laughs> their experience yeah, was. But, um, so many people go, I'm, I'm never doing that again. And that devastates me because mm. it's meant to be fun. It is glamorous. It is fun. Yeah. Right? That's it. I, I Look, I, I get such a high from putting on shows. Like I really do. And just seeing yeah the people's faces in the room and i love the yeah the fearless singer showcase that uh, we've been putting on and yeah uh, last year i ran um uh, femme jazz which i'll reignite again this year um but yeah harvey and i so harvey blues who i collaborate with um we put on a show celebrating amy winehouse and it oh. sold out for two nights and again it was it was a lot of hard work and there were p times where you're just like Oh, why did I do this? Oh, this is such a lot of money to spend. Ah. Um, but the end result was just, it was just so worth it to see just the faces of people. They were so happy to be there and yeah. to be so, supporting local artists. Um, but anyway. And that's the driver, right? That's the driver. Oh, that's honestly, it really photo. comes back to, it always comes back to your audience. Yeah. yeah. You, I, you have, have to love your audience. audience. Yeah. I have a photo that I always go back to because when I when I first started touring bands, um, my first tour was Killing Heidi and they were amazing. They were just the most gorgeous, gorgeous bunch of people. Um, but that was kind of like my first tour by myself. No, you know, no one else kind of helping me. Um, so as you can imagine, I was shit scared. And don't forget, I'm in my 40s. Like I'm not a young person who's got no fear. I'm, you know, I'm 45 by this stage. So I've got plenty of fear bearing down on me and um we're in we're in this pub in Ellie Beach and I think it was maybe show number three on the tour and everybody's bumping in and it's just kind of like the same thing over and over again and I've kind of just lobbed into the tour at this point and I say to the band how can you stand this every night how can you stand these yobbos these idiots like just yelling at you at the front of the stage every night and you have to sing the same songs over and over and over again. And that's when they said to me, it's a drug. You can't, you can't not, you wait, you wait and see. And lo and behold, you know, doors open, mics on, mouth sound. And I'm just like, oh, I'm doing this always. And this is, so this is what I want people to get, right? This is why I'm so passionate about getting the process sorted because I see people at events running around like mad idiots when doors open. They're not, they've not allowed themselves the moment to just watch the faces as they come in. Mm. And so my favourite photo I have is um, good old Shannon Knoll because I toured the Idols. 
good old Shannon Noel on stage. I'm actually standing on the drum riser behind everyone. So there's a band and the faces of the audience in front. And the women's faces in the front <laughs> row are just like that. I just look at that and go, this is why we're doing it. Oh, this is why that. we're doing what we're doing, right? They yeah. just love it so much. Um, hey, so, um, yeah. Oh, Sally, that's beautiful. Sorry, I just interrupt you. I've done that a couple of times. I've got to stop talking over you it's just this whole you know medium as well getting used to it uh i love that you're so passionate about it and it's so funny because this morning i i saw this post where you know how they talk about if you find a work that you you really love you're not going to ever work a day in your life um this woman particular woman was saying well you actually but also too you can't fake passion you no. can't fake it you know, no. so if you if you plan this life out, or even if you plan an event that isn't actually your an event that you're not passionate about, it's going to feel a bit sticky and clunky the whole way. But if you yeah. plan an event that you're going to feel really aligned with and genuinely passionate about, you don't mind going through those, you know, fifteen steps, you know, and no. and and yeah, being very prescriptive about, you know, what and you're that's doing. why purpose is so. Purpose is so important because it does get really hard and it gets expensive and there are times when you're really scared and you're thinking, am I doing the right thing? Having that purpose front of mind all the time, A, it's a decision maker and B, it helps you stay on track. Mm. You keep looking at it going, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's this this thing. And it's mm. the same with me, like this online course world. Um, I just want to be a coach, really. Like I would just love to just talk to people and people come to me. But, you know, we're in this environment where we have to have these structured courses, which do my head in because I'm not a scholar, um, but that's what the world wants right now. Um, but but I, I, keep... I, I think you'll just, you'll present them in your way. Do I know. You know you will... it because, like, this has to happen. Mm. I, I don't know if you've seen my socials lately, but, you know, the whole... Um, getting on your own stage this is that's only just kind of dropped for me I guess that that is why like I know people that have paid enormous amounts of money to play on someone else's stage and I, I don't want that for people you know you can actually play on your own for very little amounts of money it doesn't have to cost you a lot mm. um but yeah there's varying degrees for sure so, Sally, would you start with identifying your your purpose, your you know, or your passion, or the is that where you'd normally start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, starting starting with your why. Why do you and and it's not why do you sing? Why am I in this business? Why am I an artist? You know, none of that meta kind of stuff. It's why do I want to put this show on now in this time right now, and. You have to keep bringing yourself back to that little specific thing. So in the context of events and, you know, festivals and that kind of thing, I say to people, um, I'll say to people, why do you want to do this in the form of, a, of an event? And they'll say, oh, well, my business this, my business that. And I'll go, yeah, but you could run a Facebook ad campaign. You could run a Google ad campaign to drive business. Why do you want to do it as an event? And eventually they'll dig deeper and deeper and deeper and go, well, because I get better connection when I can talk to person shoulder to shoulder. Ah, bingo. Okay, so that's priority number one in real life, crowded room, shoulder to shoulder. Mm. So um, starting with the purpose of why you want to get on stage and put your own show on, um, 
is critical, everything else will fall out of that and every decision will come back to that. So every time you need to make a decision, um, if you're not sure whether to make that decision or not, you can look back at your purpose and go, does it meet our purpose? So there's, there's, there's purpose, um, objective, outcomes, audience and values. They're the top mm. five. So they're your, they're your five things that you've got to come back to all the time. So if you're struggling to make a decision or you've got partners in this with you and uh, someone wants to throw in some random idea that is not a great idea, which happens all the time in creative pursuits, doesn't it? Some Someone brings a blue elephant into the room and it's not <laughs> Moulin Rouge. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> they've gone to Moulin Rouge, they saw the elephant in the theatre and said, we need one of those too in our show. Um, you know, you can look back at the purpose, values, objectives, outcome and audience and go, does it match these? Mm. And more often than not, it won't. Um, and if they're insistent, you can then go, okay, cool, but we have to change something here. Mm. We need to rethink everything that we're doing. Mm. I see some comments and questions. Yeah, so Paula said uniqueness combined with passion and experience is so much more engaging than a cookie-cutter approach when it comes to presenting. Absolutely, 100% oats. Yeah, and she yeah. said that there's so much value in doing things your own way. It's innovation and action. I love that. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, oh, sorry. No, you go. No, no, that's fine. Um, I think being a tool promoter, um, getting to see the various different ways people do things and how how bands and artists and performers can really just kind of zone in on themselves um, when it comes to the crunch. I think that's that's what I really love about artists and performers. And that is the innovation slash uniqueness zone is all of a sudden you can, you can literally see it. Like all of a sudden the walls will come down. It's like, nope, nobody else is in here now. This is, this is our space. If it's a band or, you know, performance troupe or something, um, all decision everything everything everybody else out this is just us and i think we see it you know as people go as you know the big bands go on stage and they do the you know all the hands together and they have their little mantra that they say and before they go on um i think that's doing things in their own way that's like thank you take it on board thank you thank you thank you now it's us mm. and i want more people to do that more, more people to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Just being very, very clear on your values, your unique passion, you know, yeah. and and your objectives. And I think after a while, you start to also get to know who your audience are and you have this beautiful relationship with them. Your audience then also becomes your community, you know, around what you do. And, and they are. the audience you want, right? Yeah, Not yeah. the audience that you want to serve so so being true to yourself knowing what your purpose is why why do i want to perform um why do i want to get on stage and perform this show if somebody wants to share um any of their passions or any of the reasons that they think that they want to get their own show on the road i'd love to hear them because i'm way better bouncing back and forth um from you know from other people's questions but I think if you've had an experience where, you know, maybe you've been a support act on somebody else's tour and you find yourself performing to an audience that's not yours or in an environment that doesn't really fit with how you wanted to play. Actually, this reminds me of, um, of, of a funny story of a very high profile 
um, solo performer who was a lead singer of a very, very, very big band back in the 80s. Um, we were doing this run of shows and back in the day, Gil Hooley's Irish bars was a big thing in Brisbane. And they were great. They were an awesome supporter of live music. They were an awesome supporter of live music. So we used to do runs. We'd do full runs in Gil Hooley's pubs. And there was like five of them. Um, and this particular performer just stopped playing one night, absolutely just stopped playing because we were in, um, there used to be a jazz bar in the city and like an underground jazz bar in the city that was amazing. And it turned into a Gil Hooley's pub, but it was still a beautiful venue. And I remember being in there and someone on this table over here was chatting away. And so he just put his guitar down and just like ranted at this table like crazy that they were talking. They, you know, didn't, didn't um, you know, respect what he was doing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the following night, we were going to the Brackenridge Tavern, the back room of the Brackenridge Tavern, which is like workers' pub extraordinaire. And I was petrified. I was thinking, like, this is beautiful. This is everyone. People were sitting on the floor at, the, at his feet on the carpet listening to him play. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to kill us when we go to the Brackenridge Tavern and he finds out that it's, you know, this back room of a workers' pub in, in um, you know, middle-class Brisbane. So when so that person was very upset because they were playing for money, right? Mm. So they, weren't, they weren't playing in environments they wanted to play in. Um, they were playing for money because they needed money and they accepted anything. And they... I guess, abdicated those responsibilities to other people. It happened one other time and, and I actually fronted the artist and said, but you knew, right? You knew where you were playing. You get the run. You you see it before you accept it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, there's 300 people out there who have just paid good money to come and see you play. So, you know, you need to go play. Yeah, <laughs> um, good on you. <laughs> I didn't say it as nice as that, but... <laughs> Um, I think that's a great example of when uh, artists are, you know, it's not new material that they're trying to get out there. You know, they're obviously working, but I think at some point you have to reconcile yourself with, um, you know, they would have done better to go, or I'm going to serve my audience with this right now. Mm. And hopefully if I keep doing that, when my new material comes, they'll still be there and they'll keep listening to me, you know. Mm. No, that's wonderful. Yeah, just yeah, getting clear on why you're doing something, and if, if it is like, okay, actually, I just really need money right now, yeah, um, then cool. thinking, okay, okay, well, yeah, just honor that and yeah. and go with it, and and don't be annoyed by what's happening in front of you, exactly. um, or go actually, no, I'm not going to accept that. This is what I want, and then go for that. Yeah, and then you're not yeah. messing anyone around, or you know, you're just being no. true to whatever you need at that yeah. point. Can we just go through? So, um, I'm really excited about your webinar tomorrow. So, I'm I've definitely signed up. I'm coming. Um, I just want to also uh, put out there that you've also got these two amazing resources that you're happy to email. So, if did, yeah. you want to just type in your email. Um, yeah. In the chat so if you want to just email sally or you can also find her on um, okay, facebook can, yeah. yeah yeah 
uh, Facebook at Sally Porteous. Actually, are, are you typing it in everything's, yourself? Everything's my name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if, you can also find Sally on Instagram at Sally Porteous as well. So at just, Sally Porteous Events on, Indi- on Instagram. Yeah, but if you type in Sally Porteous, I, I've tried it, tried it before. I've just gone Sally Porteous and you've just come up straight away. Um, yeah, so if you just DM. I'm not a Jamaican or... politician. That's the only other Sally Porteous out there. So <laughs> I know, I saw that. I was like, ooh, Sally Porteous OBM. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not there me. There we go. Um, Sally's got everything in there. So in the chat, email Sally at redlanyard.com.au. So yeah, Sally sent through these two flow charts um, to me to have a look at. And I was like, oh, and she said, yeah, my map. Sorry, my apologies. And she said, will this be a benefit? And I was like, oh my God, this is hugely invaluable. So, um, which just shows you. So there was two. There's the like, if you ever want to go on a tour, and so all the things that you need to consider when you know you're 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 putting on your tour, and also one just for um, a, a live event or show. Yeah, just a single yeah. show. Yeah, single yeah, show. single show. So yeah, if you email, get in contact with um, Sally direct. She'll she'll just flick that to you in an email. But yeah. please sign up for her webinar, which is tomorrow. Uh, what were the times again? It Ten a.m. Was... 10 a.m. to 11.30. Australian time till 11.30. Um, it will be recorded. So if if you can't make it, feel free to sign up and the recording will be sent out as well. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk about objectives and outcomes real quick. Yeah. We've no, oh, we've got plenty of time. I just wanted to, yeah, yeah, just um, insert that in there. Um, yeah, because we started off with purpose. And so the next one is objectives and? No, so audience would be next. Okay, so yeah. purpose, audience. audience is the second one. So really yeah. being clear about the audience that you want to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that in this context will come down to the venues that you choose to do your shows in, right? So mm-hmm. making sure that, um, you know, if if the, if the working class over 50 kind of audience is not yours, then don't book the RSL. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but if it is like your show at the jazz club, which was amazing, like you've only got to look out into that audience and go, I want to serve people who are open to new music, who um, like an intimate environment, who will sit and listen to me play, mm. you know, or if you're a big heavy rock band and you don't care if people listen to you play, you just want people to dance and go crazy and have a good time, then pick, you know, when you start working through it, um, Knowing so, when you're trying to choose your audience and objectives and outcomes all along the way, knowing who you're serving at the same time um, makes it really easy to make those decisions, right? Mm. So, your audience, um, the outcome, the outcome is like the so out, outcome and objective are kind of interchangeable, but in my context, outcome is um, what are we hoping to achieve overall here right so if you're putting on a show um it it's sort of purpose but it's not that internal purpose um you may want to um let people know that you've got a record coming out that would be um an outcome right that's the outcome but the objective might be to get 50 people to sign up to your newsletter list to be advised like get on a wait list to be sent the link to purchase your new album when it comes out. So whilst 
yes, you're there and you're performing, you need to also understand, hang on, I'm supposed to be getting 50 new signups to a waiting list here as well. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to get someone to come along and support me. They're going to run a merch desk for me. They're going to actually go around and ask people, are you interested? Do you want to sign up for the waitlist for Mel's next album? It's coming out on such and such a date. So having those specific objectives there that you want to achieve that meet the outcome, which meet the purpose, and the purpose is that you want to keep performing live and serving your audience. Hmm. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> I'm just sitting here going, I'm going to be re-watching this. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, yeah. I remember an occasion where I, I was on tour with a female performer and she wasn't selling any merch, right? And it was back in the day when, you know, a roadie or someone would run the merch desk for someone. Um and she wasn't selling any merch. We were like three shows in and I was like, how'd you go tonight? Because I'm a salesperson at, my, at heart, you know, that's what I do. And we were like three shows in and I'm like, how are you going? She's like, oh, you know, oh, I sold five CDs last night and I sold five CDs the night before. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to challenge you. Um, when we hit town tomorrow night, I want you to sell 30 CDs before you go on stage. Oh, I can never Woo! do that. I can never do that. Well, just have a go. How can we do that, do you think? And we just sat down and we brainstormed a bunch of ways that she could actually sell her merch before the show. Um, she didn't sell 30, obviously. She did about five, but it just kind of got her in the mindset. So then she was talking about it on stage every break. Don't forget I've got T-shirts over there. I've got CDs over there. Mm. You know, when she was at, at the desk selling stuff to people, um, we were even walking around the audience selling it, you know, like just making people. Just making people, because that's how you're making money, right? Yeah. You're selling, that's, that's, you're making most of your money out of your merch. So um, having that objective, so for her, so then it was, it was, let's sell 30 CDs every night. We're, we're on this tour for two weeks, we can sell 30 CDs every night. And so that becomes the goal every mm. night. Did she ever get 30? Pardon? Did she ever get no, hit her 30? No, no, oh, okay. no. no that's you know you've got to aim for the stars so you can fall at the trees yeah yeah we're only talking yeah. rooms of 100 people so yeah yeah okay, that's great. pretty good yeah. um but it just and i guess the thing with um performers is the stage performance is already set right it's um not not to downplay anything but it's it's almost rote like you've you've practiced you've rehearsed so well uh, it's it's a show for you. You get up and you perform. It's all the other stuff around it that you have to put the effort into making yourself do. Mm. The getting on stage bit, for for most of you, I'm guessing is, I'm going to say the easy part. I know it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's certainly not easy to get on stage, but it's it's kind of the um, that's the job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My job is to come here and perform. Um, the the hard part is to remember oh i've got to sell merch as well and i have mm. to build my newsletter database and i have to make sure i get 100 signups for the waitlist for my album that's dropping in whenever mm. it's going to drop mm -hmm. so that's um that's probably the top four and values um values is really what's not negotiable right where are you never going to play? What are you never going to do? What are you always going to do? What are you going to make sure it's always in place? Um, and that can be, I can talk about this tomorrow, but there's a wide variety of um, 
different things that you can put in there, both personal values, your company values, um, you know, your performing values, all of that kind of thing. Um, down to, you know, how much you pay players in your band, um, minimum, you know, everybody must get paid minimum wage, for example, or everyone must get paid minimum wage plus 20%. Um, mm. All of these things are decision makers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I love that. No, that's fantastic. It's just so great to have a framework, I think. And then I love the fact that you can take this same uh, matrix or structure and then you can use this not just for a show, but you can use it for your music business as well, you know, yeah. and just being really clear as to, you know, who who am I? What do I believe? Who am I serving? What are some of those little uh, structures that I need to have in place? Like, um, you know, you know, how how do I have that conversation with the audience around merchandise? When do I have those conversations? And start yeah. to get that into your into your muscle memory. It does become practice, Sally. I've, yeah. I've been there where it's been a real struggle to say, you know, what it is that you want, you know, people to do, whether it's uh, to follow you on, on social media. That used yeah. to sound really clumsy when I'd say it, but now it yeah. just goes, blah, 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 you know, and yeah. yeah. If I had merch to sell, that's what, uh, you know, that would be my next thing. Well, actually, that will be my, my next thing is, is merchandise. Yeah. Uh, oh, mate, so you're just... Part, yeah, the second part to it is, um, so there's, you know, page one is is all the fun design stuff, all the everybody loves doing kind of part one, but part two is equally as important um, and probably more important from a performer's point of view. So that's about the costs. Um, the ticket prices, the numbers that you need, the break-evens, the um, the risks, the contracts, the insurances, all of the stuff um, that I feel like uh, just, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Just sign it. Like, no, 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 don't just mm -hmm. sign it. Um, so, again, it's just a little brainstorm and reminder mm -hmm. for those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, particularly contracts, you know, venue contracts, making sure you get paid, how are you going to get paid, who's looking mm. after tickets. Uh, it's a lot easier today to get paid directly. Just hire the room, um, hire the room, and you handle everything. Like it's so much easier today than it was back then um, and even way back then. Um, and I don't think it's the case now. I can't find it legally anywhere and someone online may be able to share with me but i'm pretty sure you don't need a ticketing agent anymore but you used to you used to have to use um someone who was um in the ticketing association was a member of the ticketing association all oh, right well we use um third party so um you told me you sent me an email sorry i didn't respond back to you okay. about the um that i can sell tickets through uh, my website platform yeah. yeah yeah i can do that however we use things like human ticks now and the Humanity, only reason yeah. why yeah i can never say i never say anything properly it's human ticks. sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, bad okay. no 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 but but you know i should say learn how to say things properly um but we use those because uh they're also act as a bit of a sort of a um catalog of sorts you know for people to find your events um, but yeah, yes. no, we can use that or, or um, Q-Ticks. Uh, the other one is Eventbrite, but Eventbrite charge through the nose, so I don't use them. I love the um, Humanitics um, because of the fact that you can have an option for people to donate to a cause that you um, that you advocate yeah. for. 
It's also um, a social enterprise and um, 100% of their profits go to um, children's charities, actually, not just any charity, children's yeah, charities. Yeah, yeah, I, I love and, that, that social aspect. And they're an Australian-New Zealand company, which is bonus number two. Yeah. If you're going to use a ticketing agent, absolutely use Humanitics. Don't use anything else. No, I, I 100% agree with you. And it's yeah. so easy. It's so easy to navigate, you know, the, with the, you know, um, their interface is just really, really clear. And, yeah. Um, and you can make really complex ticketing options as well. So, um, you know, like I've used it for conferencing, for example, and, and made it super complex and it handles all of that handles everything it's really good yeah mm. oh fantastic yeah so yeah no but that stuff is really important and definitely uh insurance is really important so a lot of performers just go through duck for cover yeah. um yeah so that that can uh, like so uh, that gig that i just had at the brisbane jazz club um that venue requires you to have you know to present your your certificate of currency and most most pl venues as well if you're just booking the venue to hire it for a show they require your um your certificate as well and yeah, yeah it's pretty affordable for artists through duck for cover yeah. i know there's more comprehensive ones through different places but most of us just tend to use that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean at the end of the day it's a low risk activity unless yeah. you've got pyrotechnics and um you know speaker stacks and a whole bunch of stuff going on um yeah. it's pretty, pretty low risk yeah yeah and I, the only thing i would say is to have all of those things saved in a folder you know yeah. so you can easily just go boop, if you have to email it to yes absolutely you know, yeah 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 look um it's not the most riveting a... advice but there you go <laughs> yeah no you can have yeah a, a nice little procedure um I, I have various checklists for events i don't have one for putting on a show though but um you could turn those mind maps the the tour and the single show mind maps you could turn those into a checklist mm. quite easily Awesome. Sally, before you go, so we're, we're actually, we've been talking for nearly an hour. I know. I could just, I could just keep, we could just keep talking. <laughs> what would be one massive piece of advice you would give to a singer that's looking to, one, put on their show, on own show, or even just like, maybe just start identifying more as, as a singer entrepreneur, this is my music business. What, what, what advice would you, would you give us? Yeah, exactly that. Treat it, treat it like a business. Um, even if it's a side hustle, that's okay. It's like it's um, make sure that you, um, you know, have. I'm sure you go through all of this sort of stuff, making sure that all the domains and socials and all of those names that you've got those. Um, but just get out there and start start playing. There's lots and lots of different opportunities. Um, both directly and through agencies. So um, one of my clients, Lisa, runs Brisbane's music agency. She's amazing. She's the most gorgeous soul. You'll never meet an agent as kind and nice as she is. Um, and, you know, she's doing things like um, there's so many random places that people are putting on performers now mm. because, you know, everyone wants that interaction again. So, decide on your kind of 
I guess, where you're comfortable performing, like what um, experience level you're at. And if you just want to get used to getting in front of people, there's really great opportunities to do that. For example, there's uh, an alien night market at Underwood that has an amazing stage and an incredible giant screen behind it that Lisa is booking and they do soloists on Friday, Saturday and Sunday nights. Um, and again, it's just an environment to keep practicing and getting in mm. front of people and booking and and getting your procedures right so if you're kind of at that level there's even one at a steak burger joint at Sherwood that she books which is so interesting um but you know there's Sunday morning cafes and things like that there's busking opportunities in the Queen Street Mall that you can book through Brisbane City Council has a busking program um so depending on your level of experience pick the environment that you want to work in and then just get used to doing it like don't don't wait for other people to ask you um to to perform at such and such a place you really do have to be proactive um and go out there and grab the opportunities that you want and so a piece of advice someone gave me which i really loved was i wanted to do festivals at the time and so she made me basically go through and write out a list of 10 festivals that i wanted to produce and then a, go to the festival so I could see what it was about. B, get a volunteering gig on the festival so I could see what it was like to work behind the scenes. And then C, pitch my services to produce the festival. Mm. So just kind of going a little bit deeper into going, that's what I want. I want to do that. And I actually did that before I um, decided to go 100% into business. Like I said, I was working for the government authority and I was kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe this is a thing. Um, I volunteered on Brisbane Festival. I, I like I volunteered on about five different major Brisbane events because I thought if I can do this for free and still love it, <laughs> I can I can go hard in business with it. Um, so just yeah, just get out there and do it. Get out there and do it. Mm, I love it. Thank you. And so ask much. me anything. Like follow me. Feel free to um, follow me on all the socials. Uh, I'm always answering people's questions etc so and come tomorrow yes oh ali just said this is brilliant thank you sally my new business is blossoming ella oh, oh love yes. It. yes nice work love it yeah i was just gonna reiterate that please please make this a continual conversation with sally yeah. on 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 the socials make sure you email her uh to get those uh two uh mind maps so one for the tour one for the single show uh, also, please sign up uh, to her webinars. Uh, web uh, do you want to just post that link again, um, Sally? Yeah, yeah, so that's that's tomorrow. I'm going to be there with my bells on. Um, actually, I'm going to be there, Sally. I'll be driving to Bundaberg, but I'll I'll so I'll have you on in my car, just so you know. Look forward to being on in your car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yes. StreamYard. How cool is this? StreamYard is amazing. It really yeah. is. It's it's so it's so clear. Um, listen, there was so there was so much in that. There was honestly, you've really, um, uh, you've really gone the extra mile delivering valuable look, there's content a bunch of to us. Thank you as well. There's a bunch of YouTube's up there as well. So if you look for Red Lanyard on mm. YouTube, Red and Lanyard like you hang around your neck. Mm. um on youtube i've got a bunch of videos on there talking about a heap of stuff as well probably not yeah. specific 
performance music related but it's all um, but it's all you can always relate it back to yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the same thing um, thank you so much oh mate you're just right. excellent so tomorrow you're just going to go a little bit more nitty-gritty into yes. all of those things yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. more um, structured and then and then we'll uh as part of that will we get that that uh document that you're talking yes, about yes we do yes. i'm so excited about that yes um can I just tease a little bit and just tell you what show I'm I'm dreaming up for the end of the year? I've been yes. dreaming up about this for years and it's fine. I'm just going, okay, just, mate, just do it. I want to put on a Dolly Parton tribute. Oh, my God. So it's going to be a celebration be of Dolly Parton and it's going to be towards the end of the year and most likely going to be here in West End. I've just got to find the appropriate venue, but, yeah. That is fantastic. Yes. So I'm just like, okay, just, you, you can't, you, I definitely can't fake passion. I'm super, you know that I'm passionate about old, old mate Dolly. Um, yeah, gorgeous. Ellie I look forward just, to it. Ellie just said, I'll be emailing you soon, Sally, and touching base with you first that way. Thank you tremendously yeah, today. Thank you. Oh, it's Thanks, Ellie. Yay. It's awesome to have you along. Yay. And I feel like you and Paula probably know each other because Paula was uh, is in a yeah. in events. Well, we don't know each other, but um, well, you know each other now. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty sure Paula um, worked on the Brisbane Festival. Well, she oh, nice. did the yeah comms um, events for that at some stage. Look at this cat. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that something exciting's happening here, and he wants to see. <laughs> He wants in. Um, and so shall we also talk about that you're going to join me next week? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have a podcast next week and um, Mel is going to join me and we're going to be talking about helping people actually get on the stage in the first place. So um, I know lots and lots of people who um spend a lot of time doing things for others, getting on other people's stages, um, you know, setting things up for lots of other people and they have lots of aspirations to do it themselves but they're scared to do so, um, et cetera. So Mel's going to come on and we're going to talk to those people and help them take that first step in owning their own voice, owning their own presentation and singing style and, um yeah, take them back a couple of steps probably from where these viewers are. Yeah. So if you awesome. want to join us, yeah. Yeah. Follow us on socials for that one too. That'd be great. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. We, we just love awesome. you. Um, yeah, Paula said, look forward to connecting more with you, Sally Paulius. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, lots of love, Sally. Lots of love Thank to you. everybody who joined us today. And if you are re-watching this, please just um, hashtag replay. So, and, and again, if you have any questions, um, Sally is now in this Fearless Singers group. So uh, if you tag her, she can I respond to the there. comments. <laughs> didn't i forced you i promise there. i won't sing i promise i won't sing <laughs> i'm just gonna um sally i'm just gonna end the broadcast but we'll still be here okay all right thanks. lots of love everyone. everybody thanks for joining us 